Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Body and the Beast podcast. Coming straight into your ears for the next few hours are your awesome hosts, Dan Meredith and Jamie Alderton. Hi, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Body and the Beast. I am your body, Jamie Alderton. And I am your beast, Dan Meredith. Welcome to the second part of double teaming from myself and Jay. What are we talking about today, Jay? We're talking about life. We mm. kind of just went over a multitude of different things when it came to business and building a business and thinking about building a business and the different types of businesses. And now we're talking about life. We're talking about building a life on your terms, what that looks like, and how to build it your mm. way. Yeah, and I and I, I said to Jay, I was going to kick this off because there's a little thing that I use with a lot of my coaching clients and my private clients, and you know, I work with some really successful people. Um, but you know, there's like at the end of the day, right? And this is something that for those of you who maybe haven't worked with or encountered people like really, you know, a bit further along on the journey with you or kind of really successful stuff. They, they're just people. Okay. You know, they're just people. They still have problems. They still have issues. They still have shit they need to work on. Okay. Just people, cool people. Um, but they're still just people. And one of the little phrases that I use with my clients is, is, you know, if you're not happy with your life right now, firstly, Sorry about that. You know, shit happens. It's the nature of life. Life comes at you with whether you want it to or not. And it can be hard if you're in a bit of a shit situation. And I've never hidden the fact um, that I've had ups and downs before. That's something that I'm very open with and honest. And that's kind of what helped me get to where I am. But understanding if your life isn't where you want it to be, when I say it's okay, it's not okay. I try and treat it as like a data point on a, on a graph or a chart, yeah? So your data point right now is where you are. So if your life isn't where you want it to be, okay, shit, but it can change. That data can stay where it is. You know, that data point can trend down or it can trend up. And that's the thing. So if, you're, if your life is awesome, then fantastic. You know, we hope you pick up a few tips from this. But if you listen to this today and there's maybe... It's kind of maybe there's a, a little nagging voice or maybe there's something that I would call, you know, it's kind of like tapping you on the back of the shoulder. You kind of keeps reminding you, you kind of keep getting, you know, hints from the universe or subtle reminders that maybe this is not quite how it should be or what you want. Then we're going to talk to you some things that we believe would help you to change that. Yeah, 100%. And we, we kind of broke it down into kind of four areas, I think, which are super important for every single human being on the planet. And they're friends, relationships, health, and hobbies. So I reckon we should jam for about 10 minutes on each one. Mr. On Meredith. each, that's Start. what we're thinking. Yeah, yeah sounds st good. So starting with building your life with friends. I think the first thing that I want to say is that, you know, as you get older, your friend circle gets smaller. Because, and mm -hmm. the reason that it gets smaller is because, you know, you, you just got zero or much less tolerance for just bullshitters and people that waste your time and energy mm -hmm. vampires. And when we're younger, I think a lot of the times we're just worried about offending people. We're worried that people might not like us. You know, I've got a 10 year, well, 10 years, well, she's nine, but I keep saying 10 year old because she's 10 this year, but. I've got a nine-year-old who keeps coming back from school, who keeps falling out of friends and worried mm -hmm. that people don't like her anymore because it's a school playground thing about making yeah. sure that you're liked by everyone. And it's worrying if you're out of the clique because you panic to think that you're not validated and everything else like that. And as soon as you get in your thirties and in your forties and beyond, you give zero fucks. You know, it's having a small handful of people that really get you because you're tr your true, authentic self too, and they still like you. So, and then just focusing on developing and growing that relationship. And I think that's super important for me when it comes to friends. It's about not just support, it's growth. Because mm. support can come in different ways. I've got friends who... I don't see very often, you know, myself and Dan, we, yes, we do this podcast, but we don't see each other 
um, very often. But at the same time, we have our own language to to let each other know that we're thinking of yeah. each other, and it usually comes in the form of memes. And memes actually, and that gifts. is yeah, memes and gifts because once again, it is this thing where I see a good meme and it reminds me of my friend Dan. I'm like, cool. How do we? How do I let Dan know that I'm thinking of him? I send him the meme, and then guess what? Yeah. For every meme that I get from Dan, sorry, every meme that I send to Dan, I get off. three back. And then that's it. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, and that, Dan always wins the meme off. <laughs> yeah, I, I I go to darker places than Jay needs to, <laughs> but um, but I will say, is it good? To, this is something that I say. You mentioned about sort of thirty forties um, zero fucks. There's a couple of things that I did. So I'm going to be really honest with everyone listening here. I was in a position where I was in good nick, you know, plenty of revenue, business was good, you know, mum and Anna, obviously dad's not with us anymore, were good, everything was kind of good, but I was feeling a little bit lonely, to be honest with you, mate, and much like yourself, um, you know, Jay's one of my, you know, closest friends, as you know, all my sort of closest pals, um, you know, there's like, Mike, Jess, Damien, um, plus you know, the people I get to work But even the guys I work with, I love to be so. Might as well live in fucking Narnia. I mean, it's like, you know, I've made some of these amazing friends online. And I think the online world, some of my best friends, my bestest, bestest friends, have come from the online space. But, you know, I kind of was realizing that locally, I was kind of a bit like, a bit lonely, to be honest with you. When I moved back to sort of, you know, I'd, I'd lived in all different places and my friends had grown. First thing I did is actually reconnected with my old school friends. Now, for those of you, some of you might school days might be like, nope, I got, there's four of us now that meet up generally every week to every other week. We either play badminton or we, it's badminton or burgers. That's what we do. And honestly, it's quite funny. I was talking to my friend Dave. So Dave, I know we're listening. Shout out to Dave and your kids because um, they listen to it as well. I advise them not to, but anyway, it is what it is. Um, you know, we, it's like, we, it's like, it's funny. We all met up um, the other week to play computer games and we had pizza and sweets. It's like we're having a 12 year old's birthday party every other week, but we have a fucking great time. And it's these little simple things that mean something. And I, and I wanted to address something because I'd love your take on this as well. But um, I love my friends from school. They're lovely and I'm really glad we've reconnected. And I was the kind of, like I said in the last episode, I was the, I kind of like, I just fucking hammered the group chat until people started talking again. That was it. Um, you know, you have to, you have, if you, you have to be the person sometimes to actually instigate things, but I'd say friends made over 30, um, are, have like a, also a different kind of weight because it is harder to make friends as you get older. And it is, you know, obviously, you, you know, when you chill, when you grow up together, you've got that bond of school and childhood and all that stuff. Like, so your daughter was saying, cause all that stuff's important to you. But what do you say to those people, Jay? Like, I mean, I'll give my take on it afterwards, but for those people who maybe could do with some new friends or want to change their circle or, you know, that the, maybe the current group of people, they're bad per se, but they kind of feel a bit held back and they just want to be around a, a different energy or something. What would you recommend? Very much. I think we did an episode on making friends over the age of 30. And, and one oh, of the biggest things... One of the biggest things I've pulled it back from an episode. <laughs> no, but this is... But this is also great because we are talking about finding your life and, and mm. you know, finding friends and those connections is so important. And literally this morning, I've just been writing for two hours on connecting with people. And the most important thing is, is firstly, do not expect people to come to you. You've got to go to them. Mm -hmm. And also it's going to places where, where the kind of people that you want to be friends with hang out. Mm -hmm. Now, if we're thinking for the next thing, you know, life, you know, our third one, which we're going to talk about is health. Do you think that you're going to find some good friends in the pub? The answer is yes. Do you think you're going to find some good friends in the pub that are going to actually add value to your health? Maybe not. Maybe, especially if, but probably especially, more than not. Especially if you're visiting that same place once or twice a week. What would be better if you're meeting these people at certain things which actually improve other areas of your life, such as you know, your body and your brain? You know, there are plenty of things that help you level up your brain that you can attend and go to. And there's plenty mm -hmm. of things that can help level up your body. A prime example for me, you know, I'm not looking at making new friends, but I am, is jujitsu. You know, I spoke about it in the last mm -hmm. podcast, but once again, it is a place that I'm going to where the first time I went straight away you're having to 
talk to people that you don't know. Yeah. And then the ne- next thing is you're rolling on the floor with them for five minutes. So it's straight away a great way to meet people because once again, you're connecting with people, you're doing something physical because it's mm-hmm. bloody hard. But you're also doing something mental because the, that, the game of rolling with somebody is a, is a puzzle which yeah. takes many, many years to figure out. So go to places where you're going to find good people that are going to help level up your life. And for me, that's going to be you know, certain events, certain social clubs, certain physical um, clubs too. So There's that would be the place. Yeah, yeah. I remember that as well from the episode. It's just, I think this is an important one to start and off with that one. But I will say as well, um, and I'm going to say, like I said, I've got very fortunate in the entrepreneurial space. It's quite an open space. And we, you know, obviously you talk obviously predominantly a lot about mindset. There's a lot of talk about mindfulness, mental health, you know, mindset, well-being, all that kind of stuff in the entrepreneurial space is a lot more common and prevalent than it is in sort of day-to-day chats. And I will say with those friendships is actually, um, this is something that I found hard, but I also recognize this from being online, which is weird, is actually being open and being vulnerable with your friends. You know, as I mentioned on the previous one, I had a challenging couple of weeks a little while ago. Um, Jade was one of the people, you know, not, like I said, she's a fucking human being. Yeah. Everyone else was cool, just needed to sound out some, you know, some life stuff. And I reached out to Jay and obviously some of those people I reached out to, and it was just for a chat. And I just said, not doing too fab at this right now. Can you talk? And do you know what? Here's a, here's a ridiculous thing, right? The most amazing thing was is that most most of those people, everyone I'd spoken to had been through similar, could identify with it. A couple of people, because I opened up to them, actually felt comfortable opening up to me about problems and challenges in their life. And our bonds and friendship have got even closer. And then the mad thing is, you said about where you meet people. I had a friend from mine, I met from the gym. Um, we just both happened to want this particular bit of kit. Uh, we just chatted, you know, and you could just see, and then I saw him the next time. And, you know, you just saw someone who looks like he got the weight of the world on his shoulders. I'm like, are you all right? I just literally sort of saw him when he was training. And he wasn't. And we had a chat and went for a walk. And anyway, even each, we, we usually go for a walk every couple of weeks um, around the riverside. And he said, how are you doing? And he says, you're right. And what's the, what's the, okay, Jay, what's the standard British response? How are you doing? How are you? Yeah, fine, mate. Fine, mate. And I just said, honestly, buddy, not too fine at this point, bud. And we had a chat about it. And he just drove down two hours to come and see me because he was away, you know, I was away at the time. Came down to see me, spent the day together, had some fun, had some food. And do you know what? You'll be amazed at how supportive people are if you let them in. And it's and I'll say, and I'm, you know, I'm trying to be very mindful of, you know, you know, male, female, um, pronouns, gender, anything like that, all that kind of stuff. I'm just saying it's, it's a bit more common in guys just from having worked with a, a lot of men. Um, yep, you tell the wrong person something, then yeah, it can sometimes bite you in the ass. But realistically, most people are good. Most people are kind. And most people actually, it feels like, I'm sure if you're, Jay, does it feel good for you to help someone? A hundred percent. Yeah. So if you need help, like that's what friends are there for. We, we, you know, we're all, we're all on this journey of life together and yeah, you can do it alone. Of course you fucking can, but it's pretty shit and it's pretty fucking empty. So I will say, yeah, strong friendships and being happy to be vulnerable and open and talk to them about, you know, the good times and the bad times are key. Yeah. And I think this is as well, firstly, it's being yourself with those people because, uh, you know, a lot of people are worried about being themselves in front of others to show kind of weak, you know, that they're not weak and stuff like that. And I have my own way of venting to friends. Mm. And it took like one of my friends a couple of times for me to explain to him how this was many years ago. He, he, you know, he knows how I work now, but he had, like, I remember him first time I t- spoken to him as a friend, he was a mm-hmm. bit concerned and then I had to explain to him, no, no, okay. And you'll, you'll know, cause I do this to you as well, yeah. that I'll just go off on a tangent and I will, I will literally probably call everyone uh, um, uh, a word that rhymes with punt. And I will just go, I will literally <laughs> savage every single thing. And it's nothing like, it's like, ha, huh, cool. Done. That's done. You know, it's this kind of it's thing where I can only do it with a matter of people. And I would basically scenario things through my head 
of of things that I'm never gonna do, never gonna respond mm-hmm. to an act. But it's it's this it's this kind of thing where um, everybody needs that person mm-hmm. that doesn't judge them for what they say, that doesn't think any differently of them, and knows that they're literally this this thought process that they're just going through is is just that. And there's so many um, people from history, like famous people, who did this. I, m- I remember. Uh, reading something last week that um, in Abraham, I think it was Abraham Lincoln's desk, there was all these mm-hmm. letters to these generals telling them basically how much of a horrible human being they were. And and basically his process for it was just to, rather than tell them what he thought of them, he would just write a very stern note, fold it up and then put it in the drawer. And that's why I think that's so, yeah. And I th- why I think that's so um, powerful is we need to let steam off with people that we trust. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's just getting things out in the air, calling everyone that word, and then just <laughs> going, ah, okay, didn't mean anything I said, but we're back in the game. And this is the fear that people have with, with people because they think yeah. that if they, they do that to the wrong person, that suddenly they're going to be posting on social media or telling other people, this person said this to me and this person said that to me. And that is why so many people are afraid about just mm-hmm. venting and letting off. And it's very important to find those people that really get yeah. what it is that you're doing. Because everybody needs to do it in their own way, whether it's a, a letter in the, which I don't recommend to be honest, because obviously everyone's reading them now uh, as a, as opposed to that. Yeah. But Another example that someone said to me is write a letter to somebody calling them every name under the sun, then go outside and burn it. Cause that still yeah, has the same, real... same effect. Yeah. You can do, I've done it as well where I've rage written and my keyboard, my MacBook took a hammer in just writing out an email that I had no intention of sending. Um, and then I just put it in my drafts and then I was looked at the next day. I'm like, yeah, glad I didn't. Let's leave that there. So yeah, but honestly, just what we're trying to say here is, if you ha- you know if you have got friends, don't be afraid to be open to them. Um, if there's friendships that have maybe lapsed or something or not as good, don't be afraid to be the one to reach out. You know, reconnect. People are busy. Um, it's often not that people don't want to hang out with you or do stuff with you. It's just they're busy, and you sometimes have to just pop up. You know, if you want to hang out with someone, reach out to someone, ask to hang out, do it a couple of times, and they don't respond, then yeah, probably. Park that one for now. And the final thing is, as Jay said, go to places, be places, and interact with people that you want to be friends with, okay? You know, there are certain people that I don't think are wrong, but I know for a fact we just wouldn't have much in common, so I don't go to those places. I'm just not going to fit in there. But the places I do go, the gyms, the boxing places, um, some of the entrepreneurial hangouts I go to, these are the sort of people I want to be with. So that's cool. So what's our second one then, Jay, for uh, building a life around... Our second one is relationships. And I just want to add to that word that you said, building. Okay. Because mm-hmm. when you build anything, be it relationships, be it friends, be it a house, mm-hmm. all building involves effort. So mm-hmm. if you think that you are going to manifest these things into your life, <laughs> they're not going to fucking happen. I'm telling you that now. You need I'll to tell- build relationships. I'll tell you one thing on this. You know the whole um, putting yourself out there thing we're talking about business, and it, and it works the same in relationships. A friend of mine um, was recently single after quite a long period of time. I think the the apps existed at the start, maybe, of his relationships, or some of the dating ones, but he's never done them, and he's just like, oh, God, this is horrific. But I actually had one... Um, one friend of mine who actually said he met his partner. You know, they said like someone's not just going to turn up at your door. Well, literally, um, he was staying with a friend and he invited this person over. He was just a friend, like literally, and they hit it off that night, married, you know, living up together now, got a little one. So in that instance, it can happen, but I wouldn't rely on being there with someone to bring someone round for you. <laughs> I mean, it's a nice to, I mean, it's nice. Yeah. So Jay, um, I'm probably going to say seeing as, you know, I've had some wonderful relationships, you know, I've had some people who've come into my life that have, you know, definitely left an impression. Um, I have, that's the, the, the last level for me to unlock is to find my, 
you know, find my person and do the kind of whole family thing. So, Jay, I'm going to let you lead on this one, mate, because uh, I think what you and Anna have is awesome. I love you both as a couple, how you parent. Um, I, you, you know, for those of you who don't know, um, you should know. You should be listeners. Why are you not paying attention to all the things we say? There'll be a quiz. Anyway. Um, but, you know, Jay's got a wonderful relationship. I think Anna's fucking amazing. Just to say, just as a, as a friend outside looking in, from what I've seen so far, you brought your kids up really, really fucking well. Like the times of really polite, lovely, fun kids. Like just you couldn't really ask them more. So just want to say as, as your friend, done an amazing job, mate. But from, a, you know, for those of you who you know, are listening, who want to, you know, a relationship, I think is a big part of it. What advice would you give to them, Jay? I think um, one of the most important things is to realize that, you know, you need to both you know, of any kind of relationship, and I've spoken to this quite a lot, you look after yourself for them and they look Mm -hmm. after themselves for you. You sort your own shit out. It's not the responsibility of the other person. But at the same time, it is a relationship. So you do support each other. You do Mm -hmm. challenge each other. And you are open and honest with each other too. And this can be very, very difficult because a lot of people, when they have relationships, especially relationships that haven't worked well, is they have that fear of letting down the walls in case they get destroyed. And one of my favorite quotes is, love is giving someone the power to destroy you and trusting that they don't. That being said as well, as you get older, you need to be not only honest with other people, but honest with yourself too. And there, mm-hmm. there is a very important thing which you need to understand in psychology and it's confirmation bias now what confirmation bias is is basically if you are making a decision what you tend to do is you tend to find other things around you to confirm that that's the right decision for example Mm -hmm. if you're following a certain diet all you will do is follow the people who say that diet's good or google the things that back up what it is that you are um, doing and what you'll tend to do is ignore all the negative things in that now what's this got to do with relationships i'll give you a bit of a scenario with this you start going out with somebody you know it's your eighth time out with them you can chat for hours with this person they make you laugh this is incredible you've never met somebody like this and you think you found the one you've completely ignore the fact that they're rude to waiters and waitresses um the fact that they're always about 45 minutes late to your you know to your dates and Mm. the fact that they're slightly obsessed with social media and all they post is these perfectly highlighted pictures of their life and about a week later this person asks you to move in and obviously a big decision And the first thing that comes into your head is I can chat to this person for hours. This person knows me. I've never, I've never met someone like this before. And what happens is it was an easy decision because everything that you're thinking of is all the positive aspects of that person. You move in with them and two weeks later, you realize something. They're a piece of shit. (laughs) I wasn't expecting that. Sorry, mate. (laughs) You, you really, You realize that they literally give zero fucks about anybody else but themselves. Hence the narcissistic posts that they put on social media. Hence the fact that they're always late. Hence the fact that they talk down to waiters and waitresses. In fact, Mm. there was enough red flags there that if you'd sat down and written down the pros and cons of making that decision, it would have been the worst decision ever. And this is a prime example of confirmation bias because we tend to make a decision on something or someone and we will literally find as much evidence as possible to back up our decision because we don't want to think that we're making the wrong decision. But certain decisions don't need that level of thinking. Big decisions Mm -hmm. do. And I'll tell you what is a big fucking decision, who you Mm -hmm. decide to spend the rest of your life with. Yeah. And it is, and you know, for those of you listening, um, you know, I think relationships and the right relationships, you know, in any you know, business, personal, friendship, intimate, um, you know, we're human beings. We, 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 it's all about relationships. It's all about connection and, and you know, the to and fro of, um, 
you know, what we what we want and what we need in, in helping each other and having them help us. It's, you know, I love human beings. I mean, they can be highly frustrating, ridiculous fucking creatures that change their mind for seemingly no fucking reason at the last minute or do something totally fucking random. But I love humans at the end of the day. They are pretty cool. Um, understand, yes, you know, just what you said there did actually make me laugh. I was stifling a grin there because I just say, uh, previous me would collect red flags like a hobby, Jamie, then turn that in a lovely duvet to sleep with them on top of it. Um, but I've got better at picking them out, and I'm sure I'm red flags to some people as well. We've all got, you know, flags and stuff like that. Uh, but- I, I just I've got a friend, just just quickly, I've got a friend yeah, yeah. who is, is terrible at relationship, always in a relationship. And his response when he sees, finds a person that has multiple red flags, he goes, oh, you look like my next mistake. And I'm like, I'm not going to say his name, but I'm like, you're really not understanding this whole confirmation bias thing. What you actually are doing is you're gravitating towards everything that says to you that you should not be with this person. And it's like, yeah, but, you know. That this and this and this. I'm like, exactly. Oh my God, it's like, Jay, it's like I'm having a conversation with myself. <laughs> it's just kind of like, I mean, you, I mean, yeah, Jay, you've yes. been, let's just say yes. you've been around long enough, Jamie, to have discussions with me saying, as you know, along the lines of as your friend, you know, yeah, if you're happy, I, you're happy, but we'll probably bet, be you know, having a conversation. I think, well, going back to your friends playing computer games, I bet you pay, I bet you play capture the flag. That's what you fucking do. <laughs> Look, I, as you know what, hold on. This is growth. I liked what I liked. Okay. I've got better with age. Yeah, I think, but it's very much looking at the inner now at, at, at things without thinking of the broader perspective mm. of what it is. So indulging in certain things, not realizing, well, actually, imagine 10 years of this and it got serious. And you're like, nah, nah, let's just. Yeah. Can you, is the ju- a great phrase to think of is, is the juice worth the squeeze? And if it's not, <laughs> and I, oh, but for those of you who are listening to yeah, us, as that's, to watch, uh, I just, I, I got to be honest. Best us, well, Kind of is as well. Humans are both with disgust. I mean, the thing, Jamie, the things we do for fun. I mean, honestly. The things you do for fun, you mean. <laughs> Come on, you can't be telling me you haven't caught yourself looking in the mirror and just thinking, what are we doing? What's this? this what's all this about? What's all this? What are we doing? This is, I mean, it's great fun and all, but you're kind of like, what are we doing? It's stuffed. Anyway, total. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like. It's like when my daughter Eliza videos me playing my virtual table tennis because they can't see on the screen. They just look at someone flailing their arms around and and jumping like around the room, trying not to kill people. So yeah, I get. Is that it. your style? Yeah. Is it, Jack? It is. It is. So it keeps it a successful is. marriage alive. <laughs> it does. <laughs> but again, much like we said with the friends as well, if you're, you know, bear in mind as well, you know, I think communication is going to be key on this one. And, you know, I'm a big fan of being able to communicate, you know, your wants, needs and desires, as well as boundaries and stuff as well. And actually having the, you know, being able to speak to the person and say what you do want, what you don't want, what is and isn't acceptable. Um, you know, I've had people cross my boundaries. I've crossed other people's boundaries. You know, it's just the nature of relationships. It happens sometimes. Sometimes you're the person that needs to tap out of stuff. Sometimes you're the tappy. Um, it just happens. That's just life. But what I will say here is that you said, mentioned something really earlier. Um, well, if you've gone through some shit about putting your walls up, much like, you know, it's going to happen. Um, you know, if, if you've gone through breakups or heartbreak or divorces or things like that, it can be hard to put yourself back out there and it'll suck. It'll suck ass um sorry being i, I was really going to make a joke but i'm pivot, carrying on with my professional side um but what i will say is is that you know don't be afraid to you know put yourself out there and again much different be around people that you want to be around and connect with people and talk to people and just be a relatively decent human being most of the time and what i'll say here is this is much like we've, we, I said about those absolute dickheads who, in the last podcast about, oh, scale your business, the fucking dick figures with it, fuck off. Um, as you can tell, I'm not a fan because most of them are full of shite. Um, you know, a lot of their tactics are just about DMing people. Okay, if you look for a relationship, yeah, you can have chats with people on the social media and the internets and stuff like that. But, you know, warm up the relationship first, have a little bit of interaction, say hello to people and put yourself out there. Like you never know what's going to happen off the end of it. You know, I ended up, um, you know, an amazing human being. Um, 
off a, a webinar I did some years ago. Actually connected afterwards and then we became a thing. Didn't work out. Still a lovely human being. But it, it is what it is. You never know where things can go. But if you don't put yourself out there, if you don't try, um, you won't unlock a, a level of life. And bear in mind, obviously, I'm comparing my status to, to Jay. So probably lean more toward Jay stuff. But for those of you who are, you know, single Pringles, you know, don't give up hope. Uh, you know, as, as my mum says to me, you're not dead yet, son. And I'm just like, thanks, mum. Really fucking motivating. <laughs> yeah, I, I think as well, as you get older, you, like, a lot of people start to lose hope. A lot of people mm. think that they're past a certain age and they have this worry. You know, I think we were talking about, you know, I was just rolling with one of my um, jujitsu instructors. He's a black belt. He's been doing it. He's the same age as me, but been doing it 20 years. And it kind of makes you think, oh, I wish I'd started this earlier because, mm. you know, I could be there. And I'm like, well, no, like, I, you know, if I could think about it, it means that I could potentially get there when I'm 58. And I'm like, mm-hmm. cool. You know, that's, that's, uh, I, I, still 20 years of learning something from scratch so don't think mm. about oh i wish i'd started earlier think cool i've got plenty of time to get fucking good at this now so be patient but also understand that you can find your love your relationship in your 40s your 50s your 60s your 70s maybe even your 80s you know life ca- life is short but it's also very long and it becomes yeah. a lot shorter when you think that you you're reaching the end of it and I have so many somber people go, oh, I'm getting old. I'm in my forties now. I'm like, 40, are you go and go and speak to some 70 year old and say, oh, I'm getting old now. No, it's a, a lot of no, them that not. I know. No, you're fucking not. It's, You've got, it's you know. a privilege to get old for starters. And secondly, mate, I'll say this. I mean, I, um, I know you're in your, your late thirties. I'm 42, um, as a recording this, but I'm in the best shape, health mindset, you know, I'm fucking eligible as fuck right now. But it's also off the back of years of work, like years of work. And also, um, I will say, you said a really good point is it's, it's just don't give up. Um, you know, it can, you know, good stuff can happen. And if it's not happened to you yet, just keep the faith. It will do eventually. Your your person will arise. 100%, which, which kind of leads us into the third one, which is health. Mm. And yeah, health has a lot to do with the other two as well. And something that, I will say when it comes to health is that you need to look after it. You need to look after yourself. And one of the things I always say is if you treated yourself like you treated your friends and your relationships, you wouldn't have any friends and relationships. (laughs) (laughs) And the thing is to have solid, strong friends and relationships. It all starts with you. It all starts with being able to look after yourself and I have this analogy of people and there's kind of three stages that people fall into. There's the drowning stage, there's the learning to swim stage, and there's the expert swimmer stage. Now the drowning stage is a high percentage of people. What they say is don't go in and rescue a person that's drowning because what will happen is one fatality will turn to two because when somebody is drowning, they're not thinking logically, they're just trying to drag that person down to survive. And when you look at the bullshit that you see online with the negativity comments, with the hateful comments, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people drowning. They're not thinking about your wants and needs. They're not thinking about kindness and empathy and happiness. They're thinking about trying to live another day. And that's why people are so angry. Now, that takes us to the learning how to swim stage. The learning how to swim stage is you realize that this this hate on others, the calling people out, the pulling people down. It's fucking pointless because you're just going to die. You've got to learn how to swim. So when you do get it put in that drowning situation, you you know that it's about movement. It's about momentum to get out of it. So the learning to swim stage is a very difficult stage because once again, you're learning something new. But as you do it long enough, you become an expert swimmer. And the beautiful thing about an expert swimmer is that they can actually jump in the water and save people that are drowning because they're an expert swimmer. You ain't going to drag an expert swimmer down. They are lifeguards. They are the experts. They will get you out. They can also be very good at teaching people how to swim. And of course, then creating another amount of expert swimmers. And I think it's a great analogy as well, because if you look at someone who calls, you know, who's talking shit about you online, you can go drowning. If you can see someone who is a little bit, you know, less, you know, on their way, learning things, grateful, 
trying hard. They're the learning how to swim. And then you've got the other people who literally you will not hear them say a bad word about you. You'll not hear mm-hmm. them talk down. In fact, they'll probably be the people DMing you, congratulating you on, on, your, on your success. Expert swimmer. So health is exactly the fucking same. Okay. When you're drowning in health, as in you're not looking after yourself, you're not eating right, you're not exercising, you're not putting yourself first. Is there any surprise that you're talking shit about others? When you're learning how to swim, it's then realizing that you do need to get your steps in. You do need to eat healthier. You do need to go to the gym or insert Mm -hmm. sport or hobby. And then an expert swimmer is a person that has all this shit squared and just doesn't get as triggered as much because of course they've got their shit squared and actually genuinely enjoys helping other people. So health is so, so important as, and then yeah. the older that you get, the more that you need to be looking after that thing, because that is going to yeah. be the true basis on your happiness in life. As someone who's had, you know, it's coming up to a year, uh, as of recording this, um, when I had my hip replaced, when I got my metal, attachments put in after my bike accident at the back end of 2020. And I'll tell you right now, um, we were talking about this in the previous episode about sort of selling a pain point when I, I, I just wanted it fixed. I was in constant pain all the time. Uh, you know, it was mid pandemic, uh, the waiting time center chest. I just, I just, yeah, I just needed to get it fixed. But one of the things that I realized with that, and I remember and this is going to like, and obviously now I'm running, jumping, I'm squatting again. Um, you know, I was kind of, um, you know, I can, I've done a couple of five Ks. I'm fighting soon. Like I'm doing all this stuff that I didn't think I'd do. But at the time I was just like, I hope I can walk again. Like I know it sounds really silly. I couldn't walk. I had a proper, I had a Zimmer frame for the first couple of days, then two crutches. All I wanted to do is walk. And actually, and this is going to sound really weird, but sometimes it's like, sometimes you have to have, you know, like uh, something go fuck up in business for you to realize, shit, I need to make these changes. Because if I don't, I'm proper fucked. Sometimes you need a friendship or a relationship or a business partnership to end, to to learn the lessons that you needed to learn or to get the growth you need to learn, no matter how painful it would be. But for me, you know, I, I was in the kind of like, lift all the heavy things, but eat whatever the fuck I want category. And I and I carried it well as I could do, but looking at photos now, I'm like, I did not carry it as well as I thought I did. But I will say, I would say me getting hit by a car and having my hip replaced will have, unless I get run over again, uh, and it's a bit more serious, will have extended my life capacity. Because having had it taken away from me in that kind of shock, and I was like, shit, you know, I'm, you know, I'm in a position where I, you know, I hope I can walk again. I hope I can do some of the things again. And I have probably say the last year, I am now the leanest, fittest, strongest, most athletic. I'd probably say I'd ever be, you know, I can do things in my body that I couldn't do before. For some reason, I got cooked on calisthenics. I can do all kind of handstands and ring shit now that I couldn't do. I'm still strong, still lift really heavy, but my body moves better. I'm more flexible. I'm the fittest I've been. You know, I've got, as I said in the last one, one dick vein on my arms and a couple of abs now showing through. Hopefully there'll be more by the time you listen to this. But it was that losing it and that that made me, realize it and i'll say to those of you who are you know obviously we have a lot of people into fitness through jay's world um i will say the fitter healthier the better you look after your machine your body if you actually treated it like you cared about it i mean for me everything is trend up i've got even i always have good clients but even better clients high quality people i'm thinking better i'm feeling better i'm sleeping better and i'll hand over to you in a second there's an analogy and it's not mine um but it said, imagine if you were given, you know, you get a car when you pass your driving test. There's your car. Okay. Congratulations. But that's the only car you can ever have. So you get given it on your you know, 17th birthday. Congratulations. It's the best car ever. Would you rag the fuck out of that car? Would you not get the oil change? Would you not get it in for its MOT? Would you just fucking speed it and push the engine to its limit all the time? 
Probably not. You'd probably look after it. If that's the only car you ever have, you'd probably treat it with a little bit of TLC. Yes, you'd want to push it from time to time, have some fun with it, see what it can do, but you'd actually look after it. Your body's no different. And I've, you know, learned the hard way. Um, and I, you know, it's a lesson I'm really genuinely glad I learned because I think it's extended my life and the quality of my life. But the basis of health and wellness is is so important. Yeah, 100%. And you know, for me, health's my game, my my business, mm-hmm. and what I teach a lot. And it doesn't need to be difficult health. Okay, no. a lot of it comes down to putting yourself first. And the simple thing is, do something which is hard on the body, which has some element of resistance that you can get stronger in. So something that tests your body. Make sure that you are getting out of breath and sweating at least once or twice a week because, number one, it would be great for your heart health. And number two, whenever I'm doing really intense cardio frequently, I give less fucks about people triggering me and things. When there is a certain level of exhaustion and satisfaction and endorphins that Mm. once you have it at the beginning of the day, like anything comes at you for the day and you're like, "Eh, it's all good. And Mate, it's a, it's for me, a, the heavy bag thing. is my fucking medicine. Like, you know, and, I'm, yeah. I, I just, I, I, you know, it's, it's, it's beautiful for me. That's my, you know, for you, it might be, for you listening, it might be going for a walk. It might be doing something, you know, like yoga, something a bit more relaxing. There's nothing wrong with that. It could be, you know, I don't know where you are, wherever you're listening. So, but for yeah. me, you know, as I said to my coach, John, who's a fucking amazing coach, he's like really, you know, he's got me into some pretty good shape and, you know, my techniques got really good. But I've just said, like, I need to stick, like, bag work at the end, like, more of it because it's good. It's it's 10 minutes of fucking misery, okay? I leave, I, I literally, there's nothing left on me when I'm done at the end of it because the bag doesn't care. The bag is just a bag. You can hit it as fast as you want or as hard as you want still going to be there and i'm the same as you like for me having something i can push myself and take my frustrations and anger and disappointment and anything out I, i'm it's i'm so it's there's nothing else i can think about so i'm just trying to stop my lungs escaping through my mouth that's it yeah so there's that and yeah for me that's uh jujitsu I, I last night so stressed going in there checking my phone f- phone away onto the mats yeah. rolling with loads of sweaty men and feel great absolutely fantastic when i come out and all that stress had Mm. uh had gone so yeah get out of breath the next thing is a common sense approach to nutrition and hydration Mm. drink plenty of water get plenty of sleep as well and the, the final you know water sleep and have a common sense approach to your nutrition okay nutrition is very simple yet people make it very complex. If you want to lose weight, eat less food than you burn. And to do that, you move more, eat less, or do a combination of the two. You know what's unhealthy and what's healthy. There is no good or bad food, okay? Mm -hmm. If you have too many good foods, you'll become a boring fuck and you'll crave really bad foods. Mm -hmm. If you have all bad foods, you'll feel like shit and and, and you will fuck up your health. It's about having kind of a, a 90-10 or even an 80-20 between yeah. what you class as healthy and unhealthy foods. The danger is in the dosage and a little bit of inverted commas, unhealthy bad food daily is actually good for you. Mate, for me, that, so, that is the evening uh, chocolate bar and a can of Pepsi Max so me. every day. Yeah. Honestly, mate, I, I've got really good, I've learned some, you know, I had some wonderful people in my life recently really showed me some cool stuff. Um, they had some expertise in you know, nutrition and all that kind of uh, skilled stuff. And for me, it's, you know, she explained to me about something, actually, if there's something, you know, if you, if you, you know, you're tracking your macros and obviously it's more of a, you know, leaning more towards the mindful side of things in time, you've got to start somewhere, you've got to know your base point so you can tweak and adjust. But it's like, if there's something like, I tend to eat more in the evening. So we'd weight all of my food and meals towards the evening. But for me, I like a little chocolatey treat. It's something I used to do with my mum, dad and sister. We'd always have a buddy Mars bar or something from the multi-packs together. And do you know what? Last night, it is about last night, I had, what did I have last night? I had a... Um, a healthy, I think it was a healthy, it was like, yeah, chicken and rice, like literally old school health, chicken and rice, and no, chicken, rice and broccoli, that was it, and a cream egg. It was lovely. 
And it was brilliant. And I was just, just that little bit of happiness, just that little bit of something made me joyous. But equally, when I am, you know, I don't let it ruin my life either. Like I got my boys, my burger and burger was badminton. You know, I have the burger night. I'm going to enjoy the night. The feeling I get the good, you know, the, the connection with my friends is so much more important than that day. Really caring too much about it and it is you're right it is about having that balance but i'll say again you know this is jay's world you know i i own a gym store i started as a personal trainer, but you know i'm not jay's level of knowledge and skill um is you know less shit i eat more water i drink more i move my body better i feel and honestly i'm just going to be really honest for those of you here the more money i make like honestly fit dan is thinks better performs better i look better okay i'm not to be honest i look in the mirror now and i'm like i'd fucking hit that hot as fuck um but i feel confident about myself that confidence bleeds into my words my communications my interactions again everything trends up when you're healthier that's just my bit of advice is you know to the layman out there yeah and out and understand an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure the daily habits of not doing this thing won't be noticeable until it's too late. So don't wait for that time to happen. Take it upon yourself to do the things that you know that you need to do because no one is going to force you to do it. That's the beautiful thing. We don't live in a dictatorship. You can do whatever the fuck you like. And yeah, sometimes that's, you, that's a bad thing because there's... And honestly, the, if you want to be a certain... If you don't care, if you don't give one fuck, you want to eat all the fucking tasty foods, then that's fine. Be whatever you want. Okay. I went through years like that. It's fucking great fun. But I'm just saying having eaten and done everything and taken everything and it was fantastic versus, you know, yeah, a little bit of discipline and sacrifice. Now, day to day, I know how I feel now. I never, and honestly, as someone who's transformed me a couple of times, and now I've found something that works, I'm never going back. Never. Because I ain't doing this again. Elation over sedation. You know, it's good to sedate, but then you rely on things to sedate you. You do things, you do things, you do things that elate you. And guess what? The same things that happen to you elicit both the responses. And what I mean by that is if you, if you feel stressed, you can either sedate or elate. Mm -hmm. Sedate is to binge watch Netflix. Sedate is to get the beers out. A late is to go to the gym and put a fucking good workout in. A late is to mm-hmm. go for a walk and listen to your favorite album. Uh, a late is ring up a mate and uh, go and play some video games with him. Okay, both things produce posit- like positive yeah. feelings in the short term, but one of them produces long-term yeah. happiness. And I will um, say, it's, it's like you said with your nutrition side of things there as well. It is about balance. You know, there are times, yeah, for example, I've got, I've, you know, mentioned this to the podcast, it's been, you know, it's had a few testing times lately, but all good. You know, stress can either make you or break you. I'm a big fan of, of stresses and like what you can learn from and stuff. And for me, I threw myself into the gym. I upped my training, did more bag, you know, and that, that was good. But I'm also going to say, knowing full well, like 80, 20, 90, 10, whatever you said it, I am, you know, as of recording this, going to absolutely fucking snort carbs on Friday night and just watch a shite sci-fi film because I can't wait for it. So also the occasional sedation, super fine if it's occasional. But speaking of sci-fi, I think this segues nicely into our fourth thing which is hobbies. Yeah. Are hobbies important, Jay? They are super important. There's many different hobbies that you should have. And I always say, um, you know, everyone should have three or four hobbies. One that makes you money. One Mm -hmm. that tests your body. One that tests your brain. And one that gets you outside. So what is your... So your body, your one, your one for your body is your boxing. Yeah. I'd say your boxing and lifting. Yeah. Yeah. So my one for my body is now jujitsu very recently. Mm -hmm. And of course the gym. So one that tests your brain. 
what one um, do you have that you really see, kind this of is, test this your... is really good because as of this recording, right, I did a, a bit of an exercise and, I, and I'll happily share it with you. And I, I basically, I, I do this on a train trip. I go away, stay overnight in a hotel and then I come back. So I'd, I'd hung out with some friends um, up north, um, friends of my past, and I um, wrote up all the problems in my life so literally everything that's wrong and bear in mind when i say this i'm still a human being yeah my problems your problems we've all got problems all got pro- you know things that aren't going right and honestly i just vented like can you say all the things that were going on personal professional yeah you know, these some were minor some were big things some could be big things so i just vented it all out vent 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 and then on the train and then i and then i leave it so i leave it i do it on a notepad and i write it so that and then on the journey home i go through all my problems and I look at solutions and I try and highlight the ones which are most important in this one. And this is telling because I actually realized um, a lot of what I do is as I, I create and I put out and stuff like that. But I thought to myself, I haven't learned anything new. So right now, so right now, actually, as of you know, as of this recording, I'm currently looking at some courses and some training and some further education and some other bits and pieces that are going to test my brain because I realize my brain hasn't been tested so yeah as of now I don't have anything but I will do and that's yeah, you know so- and I realized that side of me is something I needed more of and, and hobbies is a I've got some good ones but I wanted more yeah I think testing my brain is you know business does does of course test my brain mm-hmm. jiu-jitsu is really testing my brain now because it is a you know it's a physical game of chess which is really fascinating because what you're doing is learning these moves, you're slowing them down and then, you know, you're slowing them down and all of a sudden you're fighting with someone and then they're all sped up and you can't just, mm-hmm. you can't just go, right, wait there. Can you put your arm there so I can do this? And then what I need to do is this. And it's like, cool, you need to go for it about 10,000 times. So it just flows. So it's, it is a like a puzzle. But one of the things that I said I was going to do more of, and one thing that I haven't done this year is done some mini courses and the, mm. I, I, I wish we could get we, we should get an affiliate code for this by now but there is masterclass.com. i know the one you're talking about yeah Ma- and the reason i like masterclass.com is years ago this was the courses where they get all the celebs and everything to do things and it used to be like 150 quid a course and now it's like 49 pounds a month with access to all of the courses really and i was just yeah yeah it's 49 i thought 49 or 99 pound a month and you get access to all of them. And I just thought, and I had an advert come up and obviously when you do click on it, suddenly get the, you'll get it. And I, guarantee, and I guarantee we're talking about this now. So I guarantee people who listen to this. I'll see it on my phone. They'll, you'll they'll see, see it on your phones, yeah. Good, good, old, uh, good old Zux is tapped into our, um, good lad. our podcast. Well, funny enough, actually, I just logged into where we log into this. You know, I, I upload this podcast on Anchor and Spotify bought Anchor, and now it's not called Anchor, it's Spotify, for, uh, it's Anchor, or Spotify for Anchor, so it's Spotify.com now forward slash podcast or some shit. But yeah, um, learning some new hobbies like that, um, what I'm actually going to do, and and I think there's a cool thing which they did from a marketing perspective, is that if you pay a certain amount, you can invite a friend, and you can have a dual one, so I'll have a look into it. and Hook me up, I think, brother. I think we'll, we'll get going on that, and we'll learn some random stuff. Um, that tests our brain and but i will uh, say in hobbies is but a reason we want to kind of sort of wrap up with this one is because you know what when when you become you know your version of a grown-up often things like hobbies get fallen by the wayside you have you know familial responsibilities work pressures you know time tiredness you've got to try and squeeze everything into you know if you're listening you've got a job you know you've got the working day so you've got to try and bookend it um and what but what i will say is that when i've let my hobbies slip I become a little bit two dimensional and I kind of don't really have as much to talk about. So I have lots to talk about because I'm a talker, but I, I have less things to discuss. And also I just, sometimes there's, and there's, and I think there's, I saw this meme about it, but you know, you said there about one, you know, some hobbies that can make you money that you test your brain, test your body. So I'll also say there's also a case for hobbies just cause you fucking like it. Just because mm-hmm. it makes you smile, just because it makes you happy. Like I'm going to super own up. And I said about sci-fi, and I am a hundred percent a Warhammer forty thousand nerd. I have loved Space Marines since I was a little kid. I don't even care what anyone's thinking. I love them. Yeah, and I realise that there's a there's a Games Workshop which is the brand that sells them, and not too far away from where I live. And I'm just like, 
I'm going to go down there and learn how to paint again. I used to be really fucking good at painting. I, would say, I don't oh, actually yeah. like playing the games that yeah, much. Like I was going to take it, leave it. But I love the painting. And for me, I just great loved hobby. painting them. And I used to love painting and drawing. And I kind of, and this was one of the things I had the realization on the train trip. I'm like, I don't create for just creating sake. You know, I used to love painting. I was a really good painter. I was pretty good at drawing. I was like, fucking hell, I haven't done that for years. And I'm actually looking at doing that again, just because it brings me fucking joy. And I'll say to those yeah. who are listening, think about some of the things maybe you used to do when you are a kid that you used to really love, yeah? You probably still love those things, but you've just let them go. <laughs> like, but seriously, there's some things you did as a kid that you might have enjoyed or hobbies you'd have done, but that like, you can do again. And it's honestly, <laughs> go no, on, go on. No, yes, because you were a little shit <laughs> yeah. when you were younger, Jay. Yeah, That's just, why. <laughs> just, uh, just, just, okay, I'm a changed person, okay? You are, yeah. I, um, and obviously one of the reasons, and for just some context here, ladies and gents, uh, the, one of the reasons that I joined the British Army at 17 is because I had to make a decision. It was mm. British Army or prison. Okay, because I was and, <laughs> on that path, and, and there was not in six months' time. I was probably going to go to prison because of how much of a little shit I was, and how little that I cared about anything. And mm. um, so, basically, I, I smiled because in when I was twelve or thirteen, my favorite thing to do with a couple of my friends was to go to Morrison's, which I think was called Safeway at the time. Safeway, yep, to buy a dozen eggs to go to the top of the car park and throw eggs shit throw eggs off the top of the car park at people there is nothing funnier in the world you're a fucking little dick than getting a headshot headshot (laughs) and this massive explosion of yolk (laughs) over somebody and because you've thrown it far from a car park. It's got, it's got a kick to it. First, it's got a kick to it. Secondly, they cannot see where it's come from. You and little it is, shit. Yeah. So I, I don't think at the age of 37 that I'm going to go to okay. Morrison's well, and eggs. With the caveat, but, if you weren't a little shit, think about some... <laughs> yeah, so... There are certain things which should be left in the past, but I think if yeah. if, if some of the things, you know, as I said, there's there's probably lots of different things that you did as a kid which you're thinking, cool, I haven't done that for a long time. Um, you should really go and do. You really, Give it a really go. And don't be afraid to be shit, you know. When I started boxing up again, fucking, you know, I haven't done it for a long, long time and um, not at any appreciable standard. But, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm okay now, but I'm not going to be fucking winning any world champ. But I was pretty shit to start off with because I started up again. You know, you've just started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. You know, you're pretty shit compared to some mm-hmm. of them. It's like, but you yep. won't be in time. And the thing is, I know when I pick up those little brushes and that tiny little space marine on a stick and I start fucking doing my undercoating, I know full well my first lot of shading is probably going to be dog shit. But I know for a fact I've done some really good stuff in the past my, with my, my arty side of me, so I can do it again. And that's it. Like just with, with hobbies, like, I just want to say for sort of like in kind of closing from my perspective is if there's something you want to do we're in a we're in a time right now we've got online courses so there's you know you can do it literally from your phone you can do it from your phone in the spare time you have so if time is limited you you can carve out you know and you should carve out a little bit of me time but i'm a you know if we kind of tie it into what we said about the first bit about friends and and actually you know meeting people as well getting out there like honestly in every town in every city there is classes and courses there's all sorts of stuff going on there's stuff that you can get to um i've looked at where i am in bristol and honestly it's it's almost like you know when you go to like a like a you open a menu and there's too many choices i'm having to narrow it down like i said it on the other ones like one of the ones that i really wanted to do to get a chance to do it properly was foraging I wanted to go for yeah. it. So I'm looking. So I'm going to be foraging berries in summer. I can't fucking wait. I'm going to do a foraging I, course. I found a new one on Eventbrite today and it's called go a on. bath. Go- it's called a bath gong. So, that? okay. So this is, this is woman around where I live and at, twice a week in different places, she does a bath gong. And what bath gong is, is she owns all these different gongs and these, these symbols that make rainwater noises. So okay. what you do is you go into the, go into the room 
apparently this is mm-hmm. where I've read this stuff on the Fed party. You go into the room, you bring your own pillows. Um, the, the smell of white sage is in there. There's candles, it's dark. Mm-hmm. And then for an hour, she just plays all these nine different gongs and sounds. And it's these relaxing sounds gongs. Sounds quite beautiful, sounds. to be it honest. Sounds, it sounds fucking amazing. And it's a, a basically you're bathing in the sound of these gongs. And I was like, it's a tenor from 7 to 8 p.m. on Fridays. I'm like... Getting your I gong said, on. I was like, all right, Anna, we're going for a bath gong. And she's like, what the fuck's a bath gong? And I told her, she goes, that sounds good. So, yeah, that is thank, thanks well, to just searching you- locally. There you go. I wish you the best. So for those of you listening, go have some fun. So we hope you like this two-part. We just decided, you know, we we had a few different ideas, which are going to come on the next podcast as well. But we thought, you know, part of the reason we wanted to do this was just to say that, look, as I said, and I think it was in the business one about the data point, like wherever you are in life right now, that's just where you are. Okay. You can beat yourself up about it. You can feel sad. You can be pissed off. You can be angry for us. All perfectly allowable emotions you can feel those things but if you're not where you want to be you know feel those things but then think right well what can I do to change those things how can I improve myself how do I want my business to look like how do I want my life to look like and don't try and do it all at once just think of the ones that are maybe causing you the most pain most discomfort or the ones you'd really just like to have in your life the most and focus on them I'm a big believer in focusing on you know one or two bigger things at a time and just letting everything else maintain. So I hope you have enjoyed this two-parter and it's been, from my perspective, a real pleasure just to share with you some of the stuff that we do. 100%. So just summary, friends, okay, the older you get, the smaller the circle. Relationships, remember that word building relationships, it involves effort, health, prioritize it, okay? As you get older, it gets a lot more difficult. So you start now and understand that you know an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure and hobbies okay things that test your body your brain things that make you money and things that get you outside ladies and gents i really hope you enjoyed this episode of the body and the beast and if you did you know what to do give us a like give us a review share it on your stories and tag us in because we love to see it thank you ever so much and i have been your body jamie alderton And I've been your beast, Dan Meredith. Take care.